Welcome to the Charbon Report and our listeners on Google, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. I'm Michael A. Charbon. Today's title, Biden and Trudeau, political ducks and beavers. <laughs> President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau met in L.A. at the Summit of the Americas. Well, it really wasn't a summit, actually. As many of the real players in Latin America, they didn't even show up. Well, even the third amigo, Mexico, didn't attend. It was the image of a grandfather Biden sitting across from his grandson, star of the Freedom Trucker Convoy and home to Schitt's Creek, Justin Crazy Suck Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, the dynamic duo of progressiveness actually share many things in common. A border, liberal democratic socialist political views, high gas prices, and sliding popularity numbers. Imagine that. As gas prices have doubled on both sides of the border, America's largest trading partner, Canada, flush with oil, can't ship hundreds of thousands of barrels of oil to the U.S. Because Grandpa would rather ask Venezuela, OPEC, and Saudi Arabia to increase production while sending a firm letter to the oil companies telling them to, to increase production and then stop price gouging and making profit. Yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when those crippled refineries read that little missive. For some context, okay, calm context, the province of Alberta invested $1.3 billion of taxpayer money in the XL pipeline deal. Yeah, that would have generated $30 billion in wealth and jobs for like 20 years on both sides of the border. The Keystone XL pipeline, huh, that was the first thing that Biden canceled when he got elected. Just so we're clear, Keystone would link up to existing, that's existing, U.S. refinery pipelines to Texas, Florida, and the East Coast with thousands of barrels of Canadian crude every day. Just saying. Did anyone hear Trudeau stomping his feet and yelling, international trade agreement contract breach, billions of Canadian dollars lost, and jobs, jobs, jobs? Eh, not so much. So imagine Trudeau's popularity in Alberta. It's about, as, it's about as much as attending a parade for Alejandro Mayorkas ass in a U.S. border town. Zippo, nobody cares. As Biden's destined to become a lame duck president in November with both the House and the Senate in Republican hands, his disastrous open border policy and horrible economics resulted in an approval rating of 39% and failing. Similarly, Trudeau's beaver dam of political control is not any more solid. Trudeau's approval rating is like 49% and sliding. Trudeau governs a Canadian minority government where if, oppo if opposition parties vote together could topple Trudeau's dam with a vote of, ready for this, non-confidence and trigger an immediate election. Listen to this, America. After a non-confidence vote and collapse of the Canadian government, there would be an immediate election, and in two months, imagine this, a new government. Can you imagine that in the States? What a, what a January it would be. So anyways, in November, Biden's only power is to stop legislation passed by the House and the Senate Republican majority party, or, or majority, is Article 1, Section 7 of the Constitution. It's called the Presidential Veto. That is, of course, unless two-thirds of the majority of both sides of Congress vote in favor of a bill that triggers a presidential veto override. 
Now, Trudeau has his own veto override against the vote of non-confidence. You ready for this? He pulled a political fast one on Canadians by forming an unofficial coalition government. Yeah, where the NDP, the new Democratic Party, votes with the Liberals now to ensure power. Just so we're clear, no Canadians voted for a coalition government. So, so who is Trudeau's cavalry, okay? This guy who's going to save the day. Why, it's NDP leader Jugmeet Singh. Jugmeet finished a solid third in the last election with 15% of the vote, down 4% from last election. That means he finished worse. Oh, Jugmeet is a Robin Hood type, union supporter, government expansive, cradle to grave, expensive social support system kind of guy. <laughs> so how does that position in these times of 8% inflation, interest rate, roulette, and, and gas prices skyrocketing? Sound like a perfect fit, right? Duh. About as popular as the image of Bernie Sanders coming to the rescue of Biden in the Oval Office as Nancy Pelosi immediately drops to one knee. <laughs> Goodness. So on November the 9th, that's a day after, as Biden gets handed his lunch and told to sit in the corner with a drink of warm milk, the Republican cavalry will want to fill the pumps, turn on the spigots, and dig the U.S. economy out of the ditch. Oh, but how will the Trudeau liberals react to that? Well, interestingly, the fact is the Canadian Federal Conservative Party will have a fresh new leader to pose questions to Trudeau to Trudeau. I'm getting all flustered. Popular thought of change says that like the demise of the Democrats, the Trudeau Liberals will feel the wrath of the fed-up voters and could very well see conservatives forming the next government. Really? Interestingly, the empowered Republican cavalry, who's now come to the aid of America, now includes legions of new, hard-working, God-fearing Hispanics and African Americans. It was the mess of the broken inner cities and that rampant crime that left minority communities disproportionately affected, who are now running to the Republicans, save me! The Canadian parallel is South Asians. These immigrants from India, Pakistan, and many other South Asian countries, like Hispanics, are very religious and very hardworking, and see the conservative path as one to success. Intriguingly, Brampton, Ontario, part of the greater Toronto area, is the fastest growing city in Canada with South Asian minorities representing about 73% of the population. Guess who the mayor of Brampton is? Why, the man touted as a safe, fresh, new conservative frontrunner of the Federal Conservative Party, Patrick Brown. <laughs> More ducks and beaver stories to come for sure as the cavalry is coming on both sides of the border. Finally, please press like and share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more episodes, visit thecharbonreport.com. Until next time, God bless you and stay safe. I'm Michael A. Charbon for the Charbon Report. <laughs>